Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions and the CareerPod team. This episode should provide you with valuable career information and insights. Today we are speaking with Byron Cortez, Chief Human Resources Officer and Vice President for Educational Development Center, also known as EDC. Good afternoon, Byron, and welcome to CareerPod. We really appreciate your participation. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. I'd like to get started by learning a little bit about, you know, your earlier life and your educational preparation for this field. Sure. Thank you. Well, I was born and raised in Guatemala, in Central America, and um, I migrated to the United States in 1990 as a refugee. I studied here. I learned English when I arrived, and uh, I put myself through school uh, by going to school at night and working every day. And I was lucky to uh, attend uh, the public uh, university system here in Massachusetts, uh, which provided me with a great background, a great education. And what was your major uh, educational focus, Byron? Uh, Business administration with a minor in human resources. I know you have some other uh, higher educational degrees and some certifications. Could you uh, just explain that? Sure. So after being in the field for 10 years, I decided to go back to grad school. And I was, again, very lucky that um, I was able to attend Emmanuel College in Boston for a master's degree in human resources management and organizational development. I did that also at night, which was really helpful for a working adult like myself. I also have a uh, senior human resources and global human resources professional certification from the Human Resources Management Society. I didn't really know um, that there was an international certification. Uh, That's fantastic. Um, How did you uh, feel about that? Oh, it's been hugely helpful. Uh, It certainly has opened me a lot of doors. If you look at, um, you know, companies looking for HR professionals, especially for senior roles, Oftentimes, you will see that certification listed as a preferred qualification. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get the certifications, but it's been really worthwhile. In terms of your daily routine and responsibilities and and the company, could you explain a little bit about that? Certainly. A lot of what I do, you know, I I came into uh, EDC uh, a year and a half ago, and EDC is a really well-established company. It's a global company that works in about 23 countries, Uh, but we are based in the United States. So a lot of my my day-to-day is really working with, I'm I'm part of the senior leadership team. So a lot of what we do is basically work on strategy and figure out you know, um, I approach human resources from through a business lens. So I try to partner with the organization to support, you know, our activities. Obviously, we are a non-for-profit, but we still sure. have to worry about revenue and, you know, the correct management of the company. So a lot of it is really strategy planning and just paying attention to what initiatives we can focus on so that we can support our staff. The product or service that uh, EDC provides. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly. Uh, It's a little bit hard to describe. Uh, EDC is a really vast organization with a long history. It was founded about 65 years ago. What we do in the United States, we do a lot of research. It's all related to education and health, 
Okay. So we do a lot of research and curriculum development, development and also evaluation of different products and programs uh, in the United States school system. But we are really, really research heavy. Research, is this provided to educational companies or educational institutions? Correct. Yeah. We work with different um, you know, different funders. It could be an, an institution. It could be we, we do a lot of work with states. So you know, Department of Education of different states will contact us to conduct some sort of research on their system. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. That's Correct. great. And that would be done uh, throughout the world and, and wherever you're doing business. We mainly are funded through USAID, the United States oh. Agency for International Development. And those projects are they tend to be more direct interventions, so actually working with teachers and and school districts to help them um, you know improve their own skills so that they can they can then raise the level of education in their countries. So that's a little bit different than what we do here. In terms of your bilingual skills, how do they uh, come into your work? Oh, it's been hugely helpful. I think that for for anyone you know, looking to move into a international career, it's it's really important, if not a requirement, to speak right. a second language. And it depends on obviously in where where do you want to work. I I always right. really wanted to work in the developing world, uh, which is what I've been doing for the last you know 15 years. You know, the languages that will help you in that field will be French or Spanish, right, in addition to English. That's the majority of the languages uh, around the world. So if you speak French or Spanish, that will certainly help you. And if you don't, I would recommend that you learn one of those. (laughs) But if you are looking to work in a different field, let's say banking or technology, then you may want to learn, you know, Chinese or Japanese or Mandarin or, you know, German or some other language that would allow you to, again, be more marketable. Sure. You had indicated... Spanish and French. Uh, that's interesting. You know, French in the underdeveloped world. What what countries would that focus on? West Africa. Okay. You know, West Africa. You know, if you remember, Africa was colonized by the French and the British. Yes. So East Africa tends to be more English, right. and West Africa tends to be more French. And then you know, Spanish, of course, all of Latin America. Yeah. And then, you know, again, if you think about Southeast, Southeast Asia, uh, you know, French is you know, also spoken down there. Yeah. So French could certainly help you. Okay. In terms of uh, your work, and I know you're working at a very strategic level, uh, and you have to, you work with a team. Tell us a little bit about how that works, Byron. You know, I think that as a human resources professional, I really made it my focus, I guess, to treat human resources as a business unit, not just as a service center. So for me, you know, being able to understand the business, being able to, you know, take take your time to understand, to get to know people so that you know, you know, what are their... At the end of the day, we are here to support the organization, and the best way that you can do that is by understanding what the organization needs to grow. And the only way you can do that is by actually understanding the business as opposed to staying within human resources and just focus on policies or processes. Right. So you're, you're, you're focused on the delivery and, and the customer, so to speak. Correct. And, and the level of research. Yeah, that's Correct. fantastic. A business partner. Uh, exactly. 
we've heard a lot of that, in, you know, in the emerging uh, HR world. Um, Correct. So that's great. In terms of what's most satisfying and what's most frustrating about your work, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I think in general, not just about EDC. Right. Uh, what is most satisfying about my work is I mean, I've been lucky that I've worked in every continent in the world. I've interacted with, you know, all kinds of cultures and people. And to me, that is that is really uh, a huge motivator. The fact that I, and you know, in my 30 years in, in the industry, in the field, I've learned that people are people at the end of yes. the day. So yes. um, it's been really, really a great experience to be able to, work with so many different people from so many different backgrounds. What is most frustrating, I think, to me is yeah. that sometimes the, the profession, human resources, is misunderstood. Okay. Uh, and I think there's a lot still of um, not that conservative view about what human resources does and should do and recruitment and, you know, policy right. and reporting. And we do do that. That's part of our job. But to me, it's frustrating when I hear or I see companies that just don't leverage human resources as much as they could. Okay, Un underuse and, and lack of understanding at some point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's frustrating to see. Well, certainly, um, that, that's something that I, I assume you're trying to develop and uh, maybe Absolutely. someday, 20 years from now, it'll... It'll be more human resources oriented. You know, the function has come a long way. I think yeah. in the last twenty years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and I, yeah. you know, I remember when I started, it was definitely different from what it is today already. Yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, and I think I've been lucky. I, I, well, I've been lucky, and I've been, I, I've also been strategic about where I worked because I wouldn't join an organization where human resources is being asked to do traditional human resources work only. Okay, okay. You know, obviously it depends on the organization and what they need, but I think as a professional you have a responsibility to figure out, you know, right. uh, and do your research and figure out where you would be actually able to grow. And if you want to focus on traditional human resources, that is fine too. Okay. It's, it's up to every person to determine their career. That's a very good point. And on that point, um, how would you advise, you know, a person who's considering this field, either entering it uh, coming out of college or even entering it as a, a mid-career change? As, and there's a lot of that going on, uh, as, you, right. as you know. So what would you advise them? I'll, I'll give you three words. Okay. Uh, network, network, network. All right. <laughs> that That's is, I'm a great. big believer in networking. You know, sitting at home and sending CVs, of course, we all do that. But get out there and meet people, not just asking people for a job, but just, hey, I'll just look what you're doing now, right? I want to learn more about you and yes. join associations, attend events, get to know people. Uh, yes. that, is, that is pretty much how I found myself by the opportunities that I've been able to find. Yes. Not by applying. So I think if you, I'll be enough, I think human resources people are just not really that good at it. <laughs> you would think <laughs> that they would be, but they're not. Uh, so I think that, you know, definitely network. And also, once you're in, once you're somewhere, yeah. raise your hand. If something needs doing, raise your hand and offer to help. 
you know, and that will sure, be in the, spi- in the spirit of helping. Exactly. In that sense. Yeah. Well, Byron, uh, I think you have a very unique uh, and broad background, particularly <laughs> particularly in the cultural side, uh, and I can I can see how that must be very very you know rewarding to you. You have shared an insightful look into the field of human resources, and anyone considering entering this field would really benefit uh, by understanding and listening to your advice. So once again, thank you for your contribution to CareerPod. Great. Thank you so much for having me.